0: Police in Las Vegas found themselves in the middle of a UFO mystery last month after
1: an a right yes. big eyes, they have big eyes. What are you uh, We had or something around out uh, here. Did you see what it was? Was it a
0: person or an animal? Or? Yeah, one of my partners said they saw something fall out of the statue, too, so that's why I'm kind of curious. Mythical Legends Podcast with your host Daniel Barnett. Welcome to the Mythical Legends Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest. His name is Harlem and he is 16 years old. And I can't wait to... He is a cryptid researcher and he has his own YouTube channel called I Talk to... Cryptids and and hit that subscribe button. When thank you for spending time with me today, ha- Harlem. How are you?
1: I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on.
0: Where are you based?
1: Um, I'm based in the northwest of England, so around the Lancashire county near the trough of Bowland and Winter Hill.
0: Interesting. Um, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, for sure, yeah. So, um, like I said, at the beginning, I'm 16, and I only really got into this subject by watching mostly American shows when I was um, younger, such as Monster Quest and Finding Bigfoot. And that really sprung the idea of these mystical entities actually existing, such as Bigfoot, Dogmen, and all sorts of stuff like that. But um, it was only until I was older and I started reading books um, from the library. I started to find out that it started america this phenomenon's happening it's also um happening um over here at british isles and after reading books and stuff um like truth proof um british cryptids um i really got into the subject so yeah
0: and the, the funny thing about that is harlem you are very similar to how i started um and i started well watching American shows, and, and that's how I got into this. Um, and that's um, that's quite funny. Um, could you tell um, us about um, your experiences?
1: Um, for sure, yeah. So um, I'll say my more paranormal experience first, and I'll go into a more cryptid-based one. So my paranormal experience was up in Scotland. Sadly, it wasn't with the and as Nessie, but it was to do with the um, notorious a cultist, Satanist, whatever you'd call him, um, Alistair Crowley. Although he's long dead now, Um, when I was about nine, my parents took me late at night to um, uh, a cemetery he owned very close to his house, which is now burnt down. It was burnt down by the locals. Um, But yeah, we went there, it was around two o'clock at night and it was very, very strange. Um, We got up the car there was a thin layer of mist all around the graveyard. And then, I mean, the trees, gosh, the trees look like tortured souls. And we walked in there. It was a very bad feeling, sickening feeling. And we made our way um, to this stone hall. And in this stone hall, there was a set of stairs going down. And beside these stairs, there was all sorts of red painted on pentagrams on the side of the walls, which was really creepy and my dad was actually going to go in because he was more interested in the subject and it's the reason um, why we went to the cemetery but um, he said that he saw a somewhat of a manifestation walking up the stairs some kind of a shadow figure and as we are about to leave a giant swarm of flies surrounded us very similar to what you'd get in like most horror movies like Amityville House and stuff like that and they chased us all the way back to the car. And even when we got in the car, they were still trying to get in, bumping their bodies and stuff. You could hear them, and it was—it was honestly terrifying. Yeah.
0: I—I am lost for words hearing that. I'm honestly lost for words. That sounds the most terrifying thing in the world. I—I—I'm—that <sighs> uh, I, I, sent shivers down my sp- down my spine. That was um. Was was that scare, scary for your dad?
1: Um I mean my parents they've had past experiences in the past. Um but um he definitely seemed quite quite shook up when he his story, yeah, when we got in the car and back to the campsite, I'd say so, yeah.
0: So, um could you tell us a bit more about your big experiences then? That-
1: Gosh. So back in twenty nineteen I was on the winter holidays and my friends were away from school. And um, we went out, we met up with the intention to build a bushcraft shelter, like ones you see all over YouTube, all these professionally made ones with rope, string, and I even nicked um, a hammer from my parents' toolbox to bring with us for whatever reason. And so we met up and my friend said he knew a forest which was out of the way. It was a 20-minute walk and nobody knew about it. I mean, it wouldn't even have a name so we all agreed we went to the local shop to get some snacks and we followed him all the way to this woods and when we got there we were met with a um, barbed wire fence and to the left of it on the tree was a sign saying private property and obviously at that age um, we ignored it and so we climbed over safely and um, without getting caught by the wire and gosh it was very creepy obviously because it's winter but there's no leaves and the trees and everything just seemed dead And so forward about five minutes in, a friend said he saw movement in the distance and so we all looked very pointed. And that's where, well, um, nobody believes it when you say it, but a creature, a reptilian creature that resembled the Velociraptors from the Jurassic Park movies, um, nowhere near this big, I'd say, although it's from a distance, I'd have to say it was maybe three to four foot in height. But um, we, we were so scared then. Um, we saw it run into the tree line and we couldn't see any anymore. We ran back home like little girls. It was honestly, it was dreadful, it was terrifying. But yeah, um, nowadays none of those friends really believe it. They try and dismiss it by saying it was a day. But what I don't understand is what kind of deer looks like a dinosaur, I, it, it, it's beyond me.
0: Do you think this
1: creature was well um i don't think it was blood and flesh i mean i've heard all sorts of theories to what all these creatures could be but i think it was somewhat of a time slip and it's weird i've only stumbled upon that phenomena um quite recently but it seems to have happened to quite a lot of people where they'll see a moment of time that isn't their reality to say maybe a couple hundred years ago maybe um, I mean, in this instance, it must have been millions of years ago for it to have been a dinosaur. But um, I think something like that, or possibly if you were really, if you only get like really weird into it, it could even start staying like the Hollow Earth theory and that these creatures actually live under our feet mm. in, like, say, abandoned mine shafts, caves, caverns. Because there are there is like, loads um, all around Britain where I doubt many people do venture to.
0: Yeah, and that that's the thing with with the the UK. I think a lot of people and a lot of the cryptids here, people don't think about, and I I don't know why, but it, it seems to be like the main ones like lo- it's only like Loch Ness and like the Exmoor Beast down here, and it it's it seems to be that like. The other ones they seem to forget and and that's where like me and you and other researchers are like well what I saw this what what, what is it? What what and 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 that's the interesting thing that I find about it. Mm. So, um your friends, as you say, feel differently now. Why do you think this happened?
1: Uh, I think it was mostly just disbelief. I mean, they're nothing like me. They've never been interested in the subject. Uh, I imagine that they find the idea of large hominids living in the UK to be a bit um, a bit weird and strange, um, as it very well is. I mean, it, say if I heard that and I knew nothing about the subject, it would be strange um, to, to hear something like this. And, and it would be totally um, disbelievable. But yeah, I definitely say it was disbelief. Or they—they they say all sorts to be honest. But disbelief is definitely what um, I think made them all say, "No, it, it's not a dinosaur," or whatever it was that we did too. Mm.
0: I have to say, this this is the first time that I've heard of this um, <clears> this <throat> beast. And um, how do you know?
1: Has there been others who have encountered this or have you researched this? Um, well, there's been in the area, um, in this forest, there's been no pre- previous reports. I mean, it's a very small forest, um, nowhere near as big as all these others around the UK. It's like proper small, no name or anything. But um, in Lancashire, because um, I met up with another researcher, Mick McLaren, um, who runs the Wind Hill investigations team? And uh, when I met up with him um, to go around, where I saw this creature. He said there had been a similar sighting in the uh, Dela Delaware, I think it was Delamere or Delaware, which was also in Lancashire, which was also a forest. And there was a similar creature seen there, some kind of dinosaur, dinosaur-like um, entity. So, um, if it was the same creature, possibly, um, I'm just not too sure. Mm.
0: And. I, my my mind is baffled thinking what what, what this could be. Let alone mm. uh, it's it's even my my research is focused on Bigfoot more yeah. Um and I I think about like UFOs, but I think there's a whole lot more range of mm. of cryptids out there. That we have no idea of, and I, 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 think that's that, that's what adds the mystery to it. May, maybe a group of people found out about this dinosaur, like, l- like you saw, mm. but, but no one else has, heur- has heard of it, and yeah, um, that 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 is a really really interesting. Um, and you mm. said you had a third experience.
1: Um, third um it wasn't really my my experience it was more my parents but um it was equally as weird if not even stranger and it was in egypt which um i know isn't here in england but uh, obviously but um i just thought it was so strange i might to tell you it so um it, it was way before i was born but my parents were on a cruise in the river nile um and it wasn't just them there was a couple other people uh, there was a teacher who also saw the same creature um, I'll get into that in a little bit. So, um, while we were on this cruise, they saw this really weird, um, really strange um, animal swimming um, next to the boat. And um, my dad says um, it looked almost crocodilian, but he said it wasn't a crocodile, it wasn't a hippo. And even when he went to the boat captain, um, the captain of the boat was saying, hippopotamus, Crocodile, when it was clearly none of those things, even the teacher who also saw it, who had no relation to my parents, said it wasn't any of these things. And so later on, um, maybe a couple of years ago, when my dad told me the story, um, I was showing him, I was showing him um, pictures of like a of what it could possibly be, um, and one photo I showed him was of a um, a prehistoric aquatic dinosaur. Um, not really a dinosaur. It was an aquatic mammal, uh, the Mosasaurus. And he said it looked very much like that, but just nowhere near as big, because obviously it had to fit in the Nile. But yeah, that 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 boggled that boggled me for ages.
0: And it sure has now played with my mind as well. <laughs> um, and it's re- it's really interesting that I've never heard of. This dinosaur cryptid beast thing, until I'm speaking to now, and mm. that and that's the weird thing about it is most people out there might not know about this thing, and yeah. maybe it maybe it's unique to to the I I or or unique to a certain area. It's. I just find it really odd that not ma- not many people know about this but I can I can tell by your voice that 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 this is real. this, this is this this happened to you and mm. and and I can clearly hear the the emotion in the voice that it's that you were scared by that uh, um, in in the spook in the spooky scary forest it's and 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 that's the bit that I find interesting is is that you you know you've seen this and yeah. no matter how crazy you sound you know you've seen this and and other people might think that this is that you're talking a load of rubbish but. Mm but me sat here I'm like so what is that what yeah what what could this be and um and it's and it's keeping open mind about stuff um and it's yeah but that but though for those experiences sound amazing mm. um, so um could you tell us a bit more about your YouTube channel and your podcast
1: um, yeah, for sure. So um, I started it maybe, I think it was um, just over two years ago. Not not doing it seriously, but kind of just like mumbling, mumbling around in like my local forest or whatever, looking for footprints or anything like that. Because I, I was younger um, when I started it. So um, I didn't particularly know what I was doing. But it was only when it started to take off, when I started to actually get views, like subscribers, that I started taking it seriously. Because I was like, people really are interested in this topic um so i started going to all these locations around the uk the um, north yorkshire moors benton cliffs canic chase um devon so um yeah so i i just like to go on investigations i like to film anything i find um anything thought-provoking i find interesting it doesn't even have to be cryptids it could be hauntings um ancient artifacts ruins i mean i'm interested by it all and i will always try and document um whatever i find if i think it is interesting enough
0: and again what what you do i hmm. do the, i do the same thing beyond the background awesome. i so i start i started off by doing um an expedition to start um, just start playing with it re- really and I yeah. started looking for deer and I got um, a, a small group at, uh, to come with me and we started looking for deer until I got into this and, mm-hmm. and in fact um, I'm going on one tomorrow so and I but now I'm, I'm like these things are real yeah. Um, but to, to be able to prove that these things are real, we mm. have to have the evidence. So, that and 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 that's what sparks me as well, and and going out looking for the evidence of these things, and and um, yeah. So I do a very si- very similar thing to you. Um. So, um, in life, do you see yourself being a researcher, being
1: a researcher? Um, when I was younger, um, it, it's a funny story. I was always like, yeah, I, I want to be a cryptozoologist, um, when I'm older and all that stuff. Um, now, I remember I was looking up how much the cryptozoologists get paid. Like, thinking it was like a, like an actual job, like you can, like, um, apply for. Um, sadly, it's not the truth. Um, but, um, I am, um, because I've, I've just completed my GCSEs recently. So, oh, really? um, yeah, um, it's quite scary, actually, because I'm getting my results um, in a couple of days from now. So that's always going to determine where I go in life. Um, but for college, yo, um, I'm going to like an agriculture college. I'm hoping to see land and wildlife. And I'm hoping by doing that course, um, it can help me get more into the field, like being like a park ranger or, or something like that. But it has me situated out there in forested areas and stuff like that um, where I can um, do research and I'm always in me at the same time, getting paid as well. So um, yeah, fingers crossed. So um, I'm hoping it happens. If not though, um, I don't know, I'll go live in a tent in my, in my wild somewhere and do it anyway. But yeah.
0: Uh, and I I, I have real real hope for you there, and I I know personally a few people who have done it for a few years mm. and and been able to make a career out of it and yeah and and yeah I I really, I really do think that is pop that is possible. Um, so go so going back to your exp- your main experience.
1: Have you been back to that same place? Um. Well, I, I've been back um, a couple of times. Like I've said, um, earlier on this year, I met up with uh, another investigation team um, that, you know, were uh, taking reports and stuff very um, close by to the area. So I went back time. Um, and um, before that, I, I went a time before because um. obviously our original intent was to build a bushcraft shelter. And. Um, So I did go back by myself and I built this shelter. It's it's the best I've ever built. It's like I've dug it underground and everything. So, um, yeah, I've not been too many times, but I've been enough times to know just how creepy the atmosphere is of the place.
0: And when you went back to this place, how did you feel?
1: Um, I hated it. I I truly hate it every time I go there by myself. Um, I remember the first couple of times I was going by myself, Like, to get in my right mindset, I was playing, like, proper holly jolly music and stuff on my way there. I was thinking, oh, nothing's going to get me, nothing's going to jump out. As soon as I get in there and it gets dark and shady, I'm like, oh, no, Bigfoot's going to attack me. What what am I going to (laughs) do? So it's, um, yeah, I I hate going there by myself. But um, I feel like to help myself uh, mentally, I have to go there. Mm -hmm. Like, face my fears in a way.
0: Yeah, and uh, if I had that experience, I would mm. never go back there. So, <laughs> so, so you're doing much better than me. Um, but it 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 must be frightening going back to the same place where you felt mm. so so frightened of this monster beast thing. Um, so where where did you start your passion?
1: Um, where did I start it? Um, yeah, I think it's at the beginning, mostly just watching, um, just sitting there in my lounge, um, home alone, just watching Finding Bigfoot, fact or faked paranormal files. And even if it was fake, like probably like fake stuff, it still intrigued me, it still intrigued me the possibility that these things are real. Even though I know it's, some some of the stuff is fake, I think just just a thought that oh there's um i don't know some one-eyed chicken running out there somewhere wild on my loose only two people have seen it. it it still fascinates me um you know so yeah just watching shows i think it's like the best part like best like way to start like getting interested in the topic
0: mm, and that that is how i start how i start as well i watched um expedition bigfoot Oh and- yeah. And I learned a lot from that, um, and that's how I got that um, mm. questioning mind of: Is this real? Is mm. this? And 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 I wanted to look for that myself. And 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 yeah. I will tell you, my biggest question is: um, Why haven't we got a perfect photo nowadays of Bigfoot?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: that that's my biggest. Um, of and and I think that's the interesting thing about it is that you if you find those questions in your head, mm. you then start opening up doors to go and find out and and yeah. and, and that's how it grows. Mm. Um, and I think that's the that's how most researchers start. Um, so what kind of research do you do when you go out?
1: So, um, I've got quite a bit of equipment that I do bring out, and I'm looking to get more um, such as like thermal cameras, night vision stuff, um, for when I go out like night, night investigations and stuff, um, but so far, um, I've got a K2, I mean, these are more paranormal stuff, but it can also um, go off, say, like if there's like some kind of like proper what's the like a big force like an electrical, like an electricity force for like some kind of like, it, it, it's hard to say like a force field kind of, but you just cannot see it. It picks stuff like that up. And um, I've got cat balls as well. Um, and last Christmas, um, my dad bought me a drone, which I've been using to film. And that's also useful for like, say if it's somewhere you can't get to, and by walking, you can fly it over and see what is there, if you did actually go up there. So, um, yeah, I'd say uh, I, I can just bring that, but um, I'm always looking out to see if there's anything else I can use to to help me with um, what I'm doing.
0: Mm. And before I go any further, I do just want to point out how amazing your you you're doing when you are 16 and you're doing all that
1: thank you thank you um, I mean...
0: and i uh, the fact is i've i'm one i'm autistic so i yeah i i when i have uh my point and i wanna and i wanna solve it mm. i will try and solve it so yeah I, I know personally that I'm not gonna solve the Bigfoot mystery r- right now. Or, you never know. Or, no, and but I try and get the equipment, and I and I pay for it myself. And I've start I've started to get a lot of the proper equipment. Like um, I've got mm. I've got trail I've got trail cameras out in the forest actually right now. Um, and I've got all sorts to to help me but the point that you're at right now is where mm. is where i eventually want to get um yeah but but it, it is amazing what you do um
1: yeah no fair play to you man fair play
0: thanks um so what what kind of equipment do you have then
1: um so i've got my k2 do you know what k 2 is
0: um i've heard of it but you can give me an, a, a
1: brief e- explanation. It's like um, it's like a stick um, and there's like numerous lights on it. And say if it's near like a, a certain energy or force, um, the lights start to move. And people claim that these invisible entities, interdimensionals, um, par- paranormal um, beings, they can communicate by using this device in a way. With, uh, by making these lights um, flash from green, yellow to red. I mean, I've mean, i also got cat balls, which um, it, it sounds really silly. I don't know why the paranormal community calls them cat balls, but um, I like these little balls um are up on the ground. And if anything touches them or moves them slightly, um, they'll go off flashing, which they can sometimes trigger because of the wind, but they can also trigger saying like, enclosed spaces which is weird um and then like i said i've got a drone as well which is useful for um places i can't get to and then i've also got um, a whistle like a death whistle which sounds like um it sounds really like weird but it sounds like somebody's screaming like a really demonic scream i've heard all sorts that people use it to, cu- to communicate with some of these beings as well um especially um in America with like Bigfoots and stuff because it's like um, the howls and all sorts like that. Like say like blowing it um, in the middle of the night. Some people claim that they do get responses back from it. But um, that's all I really have at the moment, yeah.
0: Well, my my dream is is the drone. So you, mm. so you you're, uh, does the drone have the camera
1: on it? Um, It's got a camera, yeah, that connects to my phone, yeah.
0: And uh, that, that, in my opinion, that is an amazing piece of equipment to have because let let's say you find this um, mm. monster, or or you find any cryptids, you can follow it on that drone, and, yeah, and say I I base I base my research in the forest, um, mm. so it it is slightly hard to fly. A drone in in the forest um, yeah because of all the trees um but uh, it's my piece of equipment that i will that i will um look forward to getting
1: for sure yeah i mean it's definitely worth getting yeah and hopefully you get it soon yeah
0: yeah um so what advice would you give someone who's started to research different cryptids
1: um don't give up um i know sometimes um you feel like you have to give up you're not finding anything just don't give give up i mean with days you, you don't see a deer every day yet there's supposed to be um an overpopulation population of deer all around the uk you don't see them all the time do you so um yeah just just keep an eye out um, whenever you're, you're in the woods just um just look at your surroundings and see if there's anything that could be um, that. That could have come from um, you know um, scar, unusual scar, um, claw marks, anything like that. Just just look out in the woods whenever you go out. Oh, I'd say that's about it. Yeah, and just do your research in it. Read books, listen to podcasts, fill your head with all that information you want.
0: Mm-hmm. And that and that advice that you've um, just gave, I'm going to take myself. Um, so my last two for you is what do your friends and family think about your research
1: um well my friends kind of make fun of me you know it's um it it's not all that serious to them really um so yeah my friends don't really believe it. um my family i mean it's kind of half and half my dad definitely believes it because he's had his own encounters. My mum, even though she's had experiences is still um somehow a bit off of it. I mean, I've never really um asked like other family members and I know um my grandmother um believes in like fae, you know, you know, like fairies and stuff like that and and stuff like that. So I'd say it's it's definitely half and half, yeah.
0: And the and the one way said with your mum where she's had encounters, and she don't believe it. Mm. I feel that possibly with some witnesses, yes, yeah. certainly um, a witness that I've spoken to myself um, had this encounter, and didn't know what she was seeing, and she yeah. and she didn't believe herself, and I think that's the problem with some with some witnesses. They, because imagination can take over, and yeah. um, and us researchers, um, especially me, I'm very very careful of that. I'm um, I'm very careful of of not letting my brain take over and 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 letting my actual thought process. Um, yeah, and I think that's why sometimes bigfoot witnesses, uh, all cryptid all witnesses think that they are seeing nothing it it's, mm. it's in their mind that they're seeing it but when you see it yourself you're like well I did see it and and, mm. and, and and you can kind of figure out that no that's not my imagination I actually saw this thing walking or stood there or sat it's um and that and again is it's, it's another interesting aspect of it it's I I think with with this field it's so wide range that you that you can cover you couldn't cover every Mm. cryptid in your lifetime it it, 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 it's impossible to try and find out everything about every single cryptid which is why I based mine on on like two or three yeah Um, yeah because otherwise it'll be too much
1: no, nah, that totally makes sense. Yeah.
0: Um. So my last question for you is: How can our listeners follow your fascinating work?
1: Um. Well, thank you for calling it fascinating. Um. I'll definitely take that. Um. I'm on YouTube under the name of I Talk Cryptids. Very close to a thousand. I'm hoping to hit it in the next couple of days. And then I'm also on Instagram as well, which I kind of just post videos and images that I find kind of, like, thought-provoking. Could it be real? Could it be fake? And I kind of let, you know, um, the listeners, watchers, choose what they think. Because um, I-, I like to see what the people think about the media, I find. But, yeah, Instagram and, yeah, YouTube. Those are the two main ones, yeah.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, ha- Harlem. And, Thanks um, for having me on. And uh, I will see you guys in next podcast keeps and stay mythical. Thank you for listening to the Mythical Legends podcast. For more information, check out our Facebook group. The truth is out there.